In between the beginning and end of life, there is creation. And in between the beginning and end of creation, there is time for the Forecast Podcast. Welcome. I'm your ever-intrepid host, Sophie O. My guest on this episode is Mariana Varviani, a dancer and choreographer from Greece who's been basically all around the world. <laughs> we talk a lot on this episode about her home country and her love of Greek culture and her love of, of life and humanity in general really shines through when she speaks. I hope you feel that love too when you listen to our chat right now. All right, I'm here with Mariana Varviani. Am I saying that correctly? You're listening? Yes, yes. Hello. <laughs> well, awesome. I am so happy you're here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really excited. Of course. So you are primarily a dancer, is that correct? I'm a dance theater practitioner. So I started from theater and then I kind of pivoted to dance. Um, so, yeah. What does being a dance theater practitioner entail? I feel like it's uh, this in-between section, in-between theater and dance. So it really depends on the practitioner. But for me, it has a lot to do with movement and storytelling and accessing different ways of creating movement and dance language in order to serve a concept or a theme. Okay. And you said you started in theater, mm-hmm. made your way to dance, and now you're at this sort of in-between space. How did that, can you go in a little more detail about that journey? Yes, definitely. So I started theater when I was quite young. I was a teenager when I first entered a group uh, of professionals in Greece that was um, quite well known at the time, and I trained with them. Uh, and then I went to study in London at East 15. I had contemporary theater and devising, like I was has kind of shaped my journey because we learned how to create performances from scratch and uh, how to be self-sufficient and kind of play all the different roles and stuff. And from there, I went into physical theater, which I love so much. And mostly uh, for people that know physical theater, Grotowski's way of viewing things and practicing through the body. And I connected through to political theater and theater of the oppressed. And then slowly, slowly, as I was uh, working professionally, I realized that I'm more interested in movement rather than uh, verbal language. Although I do use both and depends on the work. But I really, I am inspired to view things through the lens of movement and dance because I feel like our bodies have so much information and we give away so much and there are so many details and beautiful gems that we carry on through our lives. Um, so that's how I focus. I, I mean, now I focus mainly on creating choreographic work, but I also direct. Yeah, it really depends, you know. After a while, it, co- it all kind of connects together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what are you working on right now? What's your current project or projects? I don't know. I have quite a lot. Uh, So one project that started here in LA is Art Track LA, which is, um, it is a stage on top of a flatbed track that hosts different performances. And its its aim is to share free works with 
different uh, locations and neighborhoods and communities in LA. That is one ongoing one. And then I have a solo that I'm working on and then uh, a groupist that hopefully will travel. So different things here and there. Artist's life are full of uh, applications and uh, projects <laughs> with different people at the same time. But um, yeah, it's about it for now. Nice. Now you mentioned that you are from Greece, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. What part? Athens, the capital. Oh wow! Oh, have you been? That is so cool. No, I've never been. I've always wanted to. You should come. Our summers are the best, and the islands are. Well, whenever you have an extra ticket home, um, I'll come. I wish. I hope. <laughs> That would be great. But um, how has it been, like, splitting up your time between um, L.A., Greece, and, like, maybe a third place or another few places that you uh, perform in? I'm not sh- actually not sure. You mean now or, ge- or generally throughout my life? Just generally. Like, is it is it, can it be hectic? I'm imagining it can be at some times. I feel like it's been very enriching as an experience, but it's definitely, in the beginning, challenging as... I don't know about everyone who are for me when I go to a new location, it takes me about, I would say a year or two to understand how community so cultures and like society functions and then kind of correspond to that through um, art and performance making. But it has been definitely a very eye-opening experience and journey to be able to work in different places and, um, collaborate with different people, see different cultures. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. I I really, traveling and working in different locations is one of my main goals. And so far, I have been lucky to work in Greece, in London, tours in Spain, Brazil, and here. So I'm hoping for more. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a pretty long list already, but that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Where would you want to go next if you could choose? Okay. My, I really want to go to New Zealand. I've never been, but um, I really love Hakka dance, which I've only done a workshop, but I like how dynamic it is. And um, I would love to go there. And then there's so many other places. There's so many other places. Yeah. I I mean, I would go anywhere to work with people. I would go now. Yeah. (laughs) I love travel, and I honestly don't do it enough. Yeah, it's a uh, it's so expensive, but honestly, yeah. it's it's worth it once you get there and you get to just sort of take in those different culture that and you lose similarities and differences. Yeah, I agree. It's like reinventing yourself and learning about how things work and why things work, and understanding, you know, how mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I find it beautiful. Do you travel a lot generally or do you? I haven't traveled in a while. Uh, I was supposed to actually go to Ireland with my uh, college over. Uh, nice. But that was right before COVID and then COVID hit. Uh, and I yeah. said, well, darn, I've been to Barcelona and Spain. That's beautiful. And I've been to Paris and that was on the same trip and that was wonderful. That's really nice. Thank you. Well, who knows, you know? We still have some time until the end of the year. So book your ticket. <laughs> I, I will see what I could do. Yes. Okay. So you are a dance theater practitioner. You are a world traveler. What other parts of you make up your whole being? Like, who are you outside of that? 
Oh, I don't know. That's a very difficult question. Take it. Yes. <laughs> I honestly think this is like my main thing. Like my prism through life is through that. Because I feel like I interpret life from this lens. Either than that, I love nature. Mm-hmm. I am a ocean slash sea person. So I need to be close to water. I love the sun. Uh, that's very important to me. Uh, otherwise, you know. And now we have June Gloom here in LA. Oh, so great. No. Anyways, we're today sunny, thankfully. Anyways, uh, what else? Yeah, I care about the environment and animals. And I mean, I do a lot of teaching, but teaching is a part of that job. So it's not different. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you, honestly. That's a very good question. <laughs> I also love food. I can tell you that. Big foodie. I love food. Yes. So that's a thing we have in common. Yes. Definitely. Actually, you know what? At my work the other day, someone brought in Mediterranean uh, pastries and they were delicious. Ooh. What do you remember? What did they have inside? I don't remember the name. I just remember baklava because I love baklava. Mm, yes. Baklava is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yummy. That's one of the reasons I have to get to Greece to try some authentic baklava. I think you have to, you know? You just have to. I do. Mm-hmm. I'll book a I'll book a trip as soon as this interview's done. Let me know. I'll just give you my, a list of things to do. I love it. Thank you. Mm. Actually, why don't you give me a list right now? What should I do once I get to Greece? Okay. So I would suggest Athens needs for sure two to three days just to see stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, you will just get a hint of a vibe. It also depends on like when you visit, what season. Mm-hmm. But if you go now, I think it's good because it's not going to be too warm. So I would say it would be great if you walked around quite a lot because it's easy. Everything is kind of centralized around the center. You would obviously see like a monument and uh, the Parthenon and the old city and the museums and all that good stuff. And then, oh my God, I have so many food places. I will have to literally like have a list and name them to you. Probably not now. But uh, there's going to be a lot of food involved. And then I would say to someone that visits Greece that they have to go to some islands. We have quite a lot of them. No one has been in all of them because I think there are like 600 or something. Wow. Yeah. I mean, some of them are rocks. But there are, I think, two, 300 I read that are actually like full functioning people living, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, visiting our sea would be a major thing. And then, uh, yeah, just letting go and being immersed in the culture. So kind of slow down a little bit. Sounds so fun. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes, it's nice. It's nice. But moving on from that, because if not, I'll have to, like, end it here and just, like, go. (laughs) Sounds so nice. Um, how did you become involved with Forecast? Like, what was your first project with them? Uh, our first project together was uh, the issue. Let me see. Yeah. There. Uh, it was two years ago, and the issue was about uh, the environment and death. And um, I think a friend of mine was has collaborated with Forecast, and then he shared their... Um, I think Instagram profile and I saw the work and I was really inspired and I love collaborating with people. So, uh, 
I think they had an open call like after a month or two and I I reached out and I was like, hey, I would love to collaborate, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, we did the first shoot in a park close to Malibu. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and then after that last year, there was a, an, the newest issue and uh, I had the chance to collaborate with some dancers that I have worked with in UCLA and our colleagues and friends of mine. So we did like um, a group shoot, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's how I got to know them. What was like? What was the theme of the shoot? What did it look like? So uh, we we were at a what's it called? It was like an, an airport for private planes, and mm-hmm. then such um, interesting uh, stuff. So we were all kind of again. There was like the the death theme of uh, different bodies and. Mm-hmm. On the floor, bodies being carried, saying like one person saying goodbye to another. Um, we we tried, we played around with different things, uh, but it was very very beautiful, and it was black and white photography. And Maya Peterson, one of our collaborating dancers, is in the cover as well. Um, so yeah, it was a really lovely project. Sounds so lovely. That sounds fascinating. For the freedom issue, I was there on the kind of opening exhibition night which was so nice to see and be around all the creative people what is what was that like because i've heard the i've heard the forecasts launch parties are really fun yes it was super fun so they were so it was a a beautiful space there was like exhibitions of all the works around the walls and in some cases like on the floor it was just like installations of works um from all the photographers collaborating and then there were live performances, there was a band playing, there was music. It was just a really nice vibe because everyone, I mean, I feel like Forecast creates a very loving and nurturing artistic environment with everything that they do. So everyone there was in that kind of uh, energy bubble. So it was a really, really fun night. That sounds so fun. I, oh God, I have to get out to California eventually. Yes. Yeah, who meet everybody in person. I mean, I'm glad I'm getting to meet everyone on Riverside.fm. Check it out, everybody listening. But I do want to meet everyone in person and actually collaborate. Definitely. Like the problem, which I'm having a fun time with, to be honest. But yes. You, I mean, you could do this from uh, anywhere. From right? anywhere. Ha ha. Ideas, ideas. Yes. I'm actually looking to move to Philadelphia soon. It's oh. just a struggle. I'm trying to save up. Nice. I've never been to Philadelphia, but they say it's very interesting culturally. Philadelphia is very cool. It feels like a less, it feels like a more casual New York. Mm, like on a Friday night in New York, if you're going out to a bar, you have to like dress up a little bit. You can just go in your khakis and, or not khakis, but like you could just yeah. go, well, go in whatever. More casual. No one's going to judge you. Nice. That's it's cool. like, it's like we're all working class Philadelphians <laughs> trying to make it. Just having some fun on a Friday night. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. Sounds good. I have to visit. I haven't been. Oh, it's so fun. I haven't been yet. So can I ask with, so with this circle for you, you have talked to different people that have yes. collaborated with Forecast? Okay. How many people in general are you talking to? Oh, gosh. I, I do about... Three a month. 
Okay. And I've been here for a few months. I've lost track of how many people have had an interview, actually. Wow. Because but how did this start for you? I have submitted a poem, actually, to Forecast on a website called Submittable, where you just take your file, send it in, and it does the work for you. Nice. And actually, it wasn't really like the forecast type of poetry, and it didn't get through, but that's fine, because I ended up going to their website and being like, oh, maybe that I needed to like send in a different poem, but then I saw they were hiring for assistant editors, and I was like, what do I have to lose? Yes! Yeah, I feel like with this kind of attitude, the best things happen. Yeah, definitely. I And again, I'm trying to like shift my life to Philly right now. And it's not easy because shifting your life, moving anywhere is like not easy. Definitely. But you just sort of have to go with the sort of whatever happens, at least part of it will be good, you know, and I'll take the bad as it comes. It'll be Yeah, and if your gut feeling tells you it's good, it's going to be good. Yeah. You're going to make it work. Thank you. You're going to make it work, too. I think they already are making it work, honestly. <laughs> On my way. <laughs> As we are all. So do you... Let's go ahead and wrap up here. Do you have any parting thoughts for us, Mariana? Um, I would say... Yeah, I could... Okay. So linking in up with like our work with Fortas. Um, and because they work with... Uh, film cameras, which I find very interesting, especially now in this digital age, I feel like it's that kind of ephemeral means of capturing a moment is really magical and it creates opportunities to really focus on moments. And uh, I don't know, for me, it's something that I'm trying to practice and carry with me rather than just, you know, it's a different thing if you know that you can have 5 billion uh, digital photos and you don't really care. So, you know, life kind of passed by in an instance. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I want to say, but I think you kind of get it. It's it's something, uh, it's a way to connect you with the here and now, which I really appreciate. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's because of this detail, it sparks very interesting connections and opens up new possibilities which I really like so I hope we all kind of remember how important moments are and we try to get as much from them as we can oh my god I went fully theoretical (laughs) I like it because I actually was just talking to my therapist the other day about like avoiding living on autopilot just like means and like sort of just living as a robot just doing everything automatically and it's such an unhealthy way to live we have to experience everything yeah and every moment is important and it's crazy how we kind of forget as we run around like crazy chickens (laughs) and yeah it's like you have to like feel your shampoo in the shower you have to taste the breakfast smoothie you made for yourself as you're running out the door Right. It's so easy as not to, but it's really rewarding when you actually do it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh my God, we have to write this down. And like We do have to write this down. <laughs> this is yeah. a whole other issue. <laughs> we have to tell That's Frida. true. Yeah. Being in the moment and really tasting life, I guess. Just presence would be a good theme. So Frida, mm-hmm. if you're listening, yes. uh, let me take over the next issue. Ooh, she's ready and we're going to fly you in. <laughs> I'm so excited. Farida going to pick you up with her plane. Oh, Farida is a pilot, so she could do it. 
She's so cool. Yes. She's really cool. It's I think cool. I've mentioned how cool she is on every one of these episodes. Look, it's true. What can we do? It's, it is true. <laughs> Mariana, I had a great time today. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you, Sophie. Me too. This was lovely. And so our time together for now is over. Our time together will come again. Now is the time for creation and exploration. The moon rises, the sun sets. I'm Sophie O, and this has been the Forecast Podcast. Thank you. <laughs>